Hello, listeners, and welcome to the fourth episode of the Dynasty Sports Podcast. We'll be discussing some very interesting topics, as always, uh, especially surrounding football, which we haven't talked much about in the past. So I'll hand it over to Max to begin. So to start off, let's talk, I'll talk about one of the upsets currently. And right now, the New York Jets are beating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 24-17. to which... Oh, my goodness. Yes, that's very disappointing. That's a large upset. The Jets are probably the worst team in the entire league. One, though. Slightly worse? I'm not talking about record, but the Jets, I can't, like, I, you know, they've got terrible coaching, a terrible roster. They're just an all-around crappy old organization. And And it is. They're probably, what, the second best team in the league right now, record-wise? How are they losing? Uh, Yeah. This is crazy. Yeah, Yeah, almost in the fourth also. What an upset. Very surprising. Yeah, 30 seconds left in the in the third quarter, and score is currently 24-17 to 17 for the Jets. So yeah. that's a big upset developing there. Um, maybe maybe they'll be able to come back. Like, it's only it's only one touchdown. So yeah, yeah. I, think, I think the Bucs will be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think right now, um, we'll yeah, give so you, the we'll third quarter is coming to a close, and Hope maybe the Bucks will be able to get back, but that's a big think, upset developing. If yeah, happens. and next, this isn't an upset, but the Dolphins have an eight, uh, seven game win streak and they are down by two touchdowns, so it could end today. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're right, Max. Um, crazy win streak could be cut short today by the Titans. What? Yeah, without I mean, Derrick Henry, what? That's like, I don't know, that's pretty baffling to me. Um, Another, like, not so much of an upset, but kind of like just a surprising win that's going on right now is the Ravens are beating the Rams by 16 to 7. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, that's an upset. That's I, I don't know how, I don't know how the Rams have, I mean, I don't know how the Ravens have scored over two touchdowns because the Rams have the best defense in the league. So that's, that yeah. seems pretty crazy. They usually keep their teams to one or two touchdowns the whole game. So, you know, I yeah. mean, one of the, one of the touchdowns isn't their defense. It was a pick six by oh, the Ravens. Yeah. Oh, Matt Stafford. But well, that's also, yes, Stafford. It's also because of the Ravens' injuries. They still right got to have those tackles. Uh, Matt Stafford is Trevor Plouffe's neighbor. So, that's... Stafford well, it, it's, it's very recently. Yeah, and it's it's really surprising because of all the uh, injuries that the Ravens have right Yeah. Like, They're 8-7, and seven, and the Rams are 11-4. and four. Yeah. Um, the Ravens got hurt by injuries at the start of the year. Now, like, they've just been hurt by injuries the whole season, so... It's really surprising to see them beating one of the best teams in the league right now. Yeah, yeah. the Rams are great. I really like them. So, right Bond now, Miller, Stafford, OBJ, great roster. Great. Right now, Stafford has two interceptions already, and last week against the Vikings, he threw three interceptions. So, been, I, like, yeah. what, what's going on with him, man? Spiraling, he's spiraling. He like he can't. If they want to go far in the playoffs, they can't keep doing this because they were. Remember how good he was at the start? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> And Anyways, um, also right now, we have obviously not an upset, but the Jaguars continuing to show how bad they are. Currently down forty-one to three against the Patriots at the end of the third quarter. Oh, the Jaguars, man, so disappointed. Obviously, yeah. we're gonna have to update yeah. you guys um a little bit soon because the ga- the game's haven't completed yet, and of course, you know things can change. A lot of these games are within a touchdown, so once these games end, we'll yeah. we'll, we'll circle back here. And uh, also. Yeah. A big performance by Jamar Chase. Yeah. What 186 receiving yards and three receiving touchdowns. You know, that... I think it's um 
you know, I think it's between him and Mac Jones for Rookie of the Year, but I think it should go to Jamar. I, I think it's going to go to Mac Jones. Yeah, I think it will. Pro- and just because yeah, Jamar the Chase's struggles yeah. he's had. Yeah, you're um, right, you're right. Um, well, also, I just want to circle back to that Patriots game quickly. Um, Trevor Lawrence has just been kind of a disappointment this year. He's 13 for 20 right now. Wasn't he the first game. overall pick last yeah. year? Yeah, he has a total of 134 yards in this game currently. Hasn't thrown a touchdown yet and has thrown three interceptions. Jeez. So, Tough. Yeah, another, uh, also, another bad game for him. Also, I mean, his his receivers can't really help, aren't really helping. Too. Yeah. Well, they've well, got an all-around crappy team. Yeah, it's just it's, – it's really tough, like, because when you're drafted first overall, like, you're obviously – the expectation on you is very high, but, like, you're going to a team, and that team had the first overall pick for a reason. It's because they were awful. Yeah. So, like, it's hard – it's hard to be a really good rookie coming into the season and looked at as, like, one of the best college players ever and then be forced to come in and – expected to do really well and like be this franchise be like a franchise quarterback for this team but like you have no help around you like yeah it's really tough as yeah. a rookie so you of- also There's can't a- really expect him to come in and be that good right away yeah there, yeah there is a bit of that unfair pressure just because like trevor lawrence is so young that you know and, and he's expected to immediately come in and try and turn the franchise around which yeah obviously it it just it's not it's not that simple he he needs some help with the receivers too yeah well, I well would... also in football like you can't you can't have one player to yeah to make exactly. to make your a team really good like in the nba or something for example like there's five guys on the floor at a time you can't really have one player to carry either but if you have one superstar player like you're gonna be a pretty good team, but like in in football, it's just it's a completely different story. Like you need to have uh, great offensive players, a good quarterback, great defensive players. Like the whole team just has to come together, and yeah, it's not going to yeah. in Jacksonville because they suck. Right now, the Patriots have the ball on Jackson on Jacksonville. It's forty three, second and ten. So another touchdown possibly coming yeah, soon. Yeah. However, um, Giants Bears game right now. Bears are winning twenty nine to three. Yeah, in the third quarter with a minute and a half remaining. Yeah, um, yeah. which is pretty surprising to be honest. Uh, not really, because the Bear, uh, the Giants quarterbacks, they have, they have Mike Glennon and Jake Fromm. What about C D Lamb? Talked about how Mike Glennon was doing amazing. No, he had four. It's a joke because he has four passing yards, and oh. or. Yeah, I think four passing yards, and he's leading, and he's leading the team in passing yards currently. Oh, I didn't no, get... no, he he has he has sixteen right now. Oh, he got more. But he's two for four in his. All right, um, I've, I got something to say. Um, the Pro Bowl of rosters this year are yeah are outlandish. But the thing is, Lamar's in the Pro Bowl. Lamar should be in the Pro Bowl. Lamar. Do you need to have one representative from each team? No, he, no. he no? should not be. He should not have been even. Cons- he's been. His team he's, hasn't been good. He hasn't been good. Like Josh Allen should have been an over him. I don't know what he's doing there. But and also, is he even going to be able to play? 
Uh, apologies for the technical difficulties. Um, I'm not really sure what happened there, but yeah, we're back. So to continue our discussion, we were discussing the Pro Bowl. Um, I do not think Lamar should be included in that roster whatsoever. Yeah, he should not. Yeah, I completely agree. Like, I think that's just on name value alone and not on... Yeah, it, it definitely is. Yeah, probably. Um, um, Kyler Murray, though, great pick. Um, yeah. I'm glad he... I mean, a lot of people were complaining how Kyler's on it over Stafford. And at at the time, I guess I agree with them. But now that Stafford's starting to struggle, now I think that was a good choice. Yeah. Um, I don't think anyone really. I. No people were. Okay, well, um, yeah, you're right. That's pretty unjust because Kyler's a lot better. Um, okay, anyways about the awards. Um, who do you think should win MVP? MVP is going to be Aaron Rodgers. Uh, yeah. What do you think, Nolan? Um, I think it just... Well, based off of what's going on today, like if, if the Bucs are going to lose this game, it's going to be Aaron Rodgers. But I think it's definitely between him and Tom Brady. Um, it's probably going to end up being Rodgers. But there's definitely a big debate that you can have there between yeah. the two of them. And so, yeah. The Rams just got a touchdown. What about Cooper Cup? Cooper. No. He's... Uh, like, he's going to be he's gonna be somewhere in the back end there of it. But, like, I think everyone just kind of knows that it's it's down to Tom Brady yeah, I mean, and the best... Aaron Rodgers. And it's going to be Aaron Rodgers, yeah. probably. Okay. Um, so, what about DPOY, then? It so defensive player of the year probably Watt and defensive rookie of the year Michael Parsons. Watt or Garrett. It depends. Yeah. TJ I, or JJ. Yeah. TJ. Well, yeah. Um like yeah. he has seventeen and a half sacks in thirteen games. That's just Yeah, you're right. How can you have a half sack? It, it, he split it with someone else. Like Yeah. Uh, like, okay. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. So sorry, in how many games? Thirteen. Because he's been hurt. He's leading the NFL in sacks. Most people, have pl- and like every team has played 15 games, and, he, and yeah. he's missed two, and he's yeah. leading the NFL in sacks by two and a half. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Um, to segue, I think we've covered everything here. Um, so We'll definitely circle back uh, to yeah. football to, t- to give you like some quick updates on where the games end off. But yeah, well, uh, we're going to yeah. focus more on the Leafs cap situation. Seth, take it away. Um. So, yeah, as of now, the Toronto Maple Leafs are kind of um, in some gray area, cap-wise. I mean, um, yeah. last game, which was last night, absolute rip. They won 6 nothing, great game. But what was sort of like played down too much a little bit was the fact that the Leafs had to call up Sandine, Rasmus Sandine, on an emergency basis because they didn't have enough cap space to field their actual team. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. by the next game, they're going to have to make a move to shed – Oh, quite a bit of money, uh, like uh, I think over a million dollars. So like they're gonna yeah. have to get a good NHL player off the roster. So, yeah. That well, be? Um, I think the it's down to um Richie Engvall and Mikheyev. So Nolan, what are your thoughts? Well, I think honestly, like I I feel like it could potentially even be like Justin Hall. Um, no, because they don't they don't have enough defensemen right now. Right now, big. well, uh, but. Lilligren was also out, so Lilligren comes in and Hall is out. That that's a 
good replacement. Like Lilligren is better than Justin Hall. Yeah, but like in the short term, like right now, if they take Hall out of the lineup, it's going to be Dahlstrom and Biega on the bottom pair. Hall just scored, like just had a good game. Like I don't think I don't think you trade him right. Well, now. we saw um, Nick Ritchie was scratched yesterday, and it wasn't it wasn't because of an injury. He he was fine from COVID. Sheldon, oh, Ke- right. but after after the game, um, Sheldon Keefe said that he liked how Ritchie has been playing, but. Sometimes he has to make tough decisions as a coach. So it, I feel like in this particular situation, like it always that, – that kind of always has something to do with it. Like I – but I feel like the, the thing is, like Nick Ritchie was just signed. Like he's not – he's not getting traded. Well, and he's been – he's been good depth for them. Like I feel like it's, it's just – with the Leafs, the other problem is like if you take – if you try and trade a good NHL player, like the Leafs have no depth. Like if someone gets injured, like who are they calling up from the AHL? Or like they they really have no depth, and that's the problem right now. Like they've spent all their cap. They they spent the uh, what was remaining of it this offseason on third and fourth liners, and now they have no depth. So removing like any of their NHL players, they have no one to come up and that has proven anything that can come up and be good. Yeah, I mean, I think – but I don't think it even matters that Nick Ritchie was just signed. Like, he, he, he is making $2.5 against the cap, and you, the Leafs just can't afford to pay a depth piece who's playing fourth-line minutes. He's not killing penalties. He's not on the power play. Like, you can't afford to pay him $2.5 So I think he is the odd man out. I think the question for me is, if he's placed on waivers, does he get claimed? Right now – I say yes. I think, like, Arizona's got so much cap space. You know, the Sens, they could use a player like that. And the $2.5 million doesn't really affect them as much. But I think the Leafs need to clear that cap anyway. So, yeah, Nolan, what do you think? Does he get claimed or would he pass through? Um, I feel like it's kind of 50-50 because, like, he's he's a player that has, has been good in the past, not doing great this season. But to teams that do have a lot of cap space or that want kind of a gritty player, I think he he definitely could, and he's making two point five million. But I think like, um, so yeah, that that's my thoughts on that. But one other thing that quickly I just want to talk about is like when so when you look at the salary cap in the NHL, it's currently eighty one eighty one and a half million dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like. We also know that if a player goes out with a long-term injury and they're placed on the long-term injured reserve, that their salary doesn't count against the cap anymore. So, like right now, the Tampa Bay Lightning have played or have Nikita Kucherov on the LTIR. Um, so even though the salary cap is eighty-one and a half million dollars, currently they have ninety-three point seven million dollars on their on their cap hit. So what do you think of that rule and like teams like Tampa being able to spend like $12 million more now? And for example, when they were like $15 million over the cap uh, in last year's playoffs, like what do you think of that? Well, I mean, I think LTIR relief, I don't know. It's very controversial, but I think it kind of does have to be there because, you know, in the end, the Lightning can't trade. They can't just trade for a player you know, and then have Kucherov come. They can't trade for a player making $3 million against the cap because right now, you know, they've got $4 million in cap space. 
because once Kucherov gets back, they're gonna have to, you know, he's gonna be after he's gonna have to be placed on the active roster. But the the controversial part is that in the playoffs there is no salary cap, so yeah. like that's what happened last year with the Lightning, and and it, it propelled them to the cup. You know, they yeah. were able to get some extra players on their roster that they wouldn't have been able to had Kucherov not been on the LTIR, and they won the cup. So yeah. Yeah, and I don't know if you guys remember, but when they beat Carolina, and I think it was the second round, um, Dougie Hamilton, after the series, said that he thinks it was pretty unfair that he just lost to a team in the Stanley Cup playoffs who was $15 million over the salary cap. And I, I completely agree with that. Like, right now, I don't see a huge problem with it because they're going to have to clear that up. But... Mm-hmm. Like, why all of a sudden in the playoffs do, is there just, like, no salary cap anymore? Like, that to me doesn't really make any sense. And I completely agree with Dougie. Like, it's not fair that uh, Tampa was able to be $15 million over the salary cap in last year's playoffs. And that is probably the reason why they won the cup. Like, without without being able to be that high over the cap, like, there's a lot of good players that they're going to have to clear off of the team in order to get Kucherov back. So I think that's definitely unfair. So, so Antonio Brown, AB, I just saw something that he took. So he took off his uniform in the middle of the game. And someone tweeted and said Tampa Bay has given him endless chances, but they have grown frustrated with him through his rehab and suspension. But this, hard to come back and play again for this team. So... I don't know. I something so developing with story here. Yeah, it looks like it. So, what, that was in this game. Yeah, like it just happened. Oh, okay. Um, well, that's that's interesting. We'll see. We'll see what so happens. So I don't there. know if that means he got suspended or or not suspended, but like he got I don't know cut or traded or something in the middle of the game. Yeah. He took off his uniform, like, on the field. Oh, and did, and did he, like, leave the field? He he went into the end zone. Like, he was just in the end zone, took off his uniform, and left. Left the field? Like, he just, he's not on the field anymore? I think he went to, uh... Like, he went to he the went to, like, Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, wow, okay. So, yeah, that's that's interesting. We'll see. Tabs on that, for sure. Yeah, um... So, so um, thanks, Max, for just jumping in there. <laughs> but we're going to head back yeah. to our previous topic. Yeah, if we we'll, can just, remember. we'll finish out here a little bit, and then we'll move on. But I think, um, you know, maybe the last couple points is, yeah, at least got to get, get rid of one key player. We'll see who that is. That's also a developing story. Uh, we'll see when that happens. And then, um, yeah, Nolan, if you have any last comments or anyone else, but then I think we can move on. Um, yeah, I think... Okay, that great. Um, we're gonna focus right now on a sport that we haven't talked about before on this podcast, and that I personally think should get more recognition nowadays. UFC. Um, yes, it's a great sport. It's fun to watch. There are a bunch of young players, um, or athletes. Um, it there are a few fights. That, like it's just a good, it's a fun new sport that everyone should watch. I think. Um, yeah. The, there's a few going on right now. Um, with the owner of the UFC, Dana White, and Jake Paul. Yeah. Um, so you guys- I'll just start off by saying that uh, the UFC is a sport that I, like, I really like it. And 
I definitely, I I know a lot about the UFC. So, um, it's it's kind of like, it's kind of one of those sports where it's like, I know more about like baseball and basketball and hockey and stuff because the UFC like big big cards only happen every few months. So, it's something that's kind of hard to stay like updated with daily. But um, yeah, I love the UFC and I I love watching all the big fights and we have. A really big one coming up. Francis Nagano is fighting Surreal Gone. Who yeah. Is, um, it's for the heavyweight championship. So um, right now what happened was that uh, Nagano is currently, Francis Nagano is currently the uh, heavyweight champion. Um, but Surreal Gone is the, uh, I think he's the intern champion. And basically all that means is like when, because I think Nagano was injured, so if a champion, like if an und- uh, if an undisputed champion gets injured, then they have the top two contenders mm-hmm. fight for the uh, for the intern championship, and then when the champion is able to come back and fight again, then the intern champion and the undisputed champion fight for the real championship. So mm-hmm. that's what's going on right now, and it's going to be. It's going to be a great fight. Yeah, uh, it is. Uh, what Something good that I like about UFC is that there are a ton of different weight classes, and yeah. you don't have to be necessarily really strong or big to win fights. Like, it's it's more about skill and, like, agility. Like, like you don't, like, Conor McGregor is, like, he's, like, five, what, like, five, six, five, seven. Yeah, he's, he's not that big at all. Yeah, he's he's tiny, but he's... He's he's like kind of muscular and he's fast and he's like skillful and that's what helps him win fights and that's why he's one of the greatest UFC fighters of all time. And it's yeah. the same with like Khabib Nurmagomedov and other people. Yeah. Well, it I think the thing about the different weight classes is like we look at um like the fight that's coming up the Nagano fight. Obviously, heavyweight is the heaviest weight class. So I think they're around two hundred and sixty pounds. <laughs> There's somewhere around that. Um, so, like, it, obviously in the upper weight classes, it's it's a lot more about power and knockout power because those are guys that are just, like, beasts. So they don't, they don't have a ton of stamina and they're not really great on the ground, but they have a lot more knockout power. But that's why this, this fight is actually going to be a challenge for Nagano because um, Cyril Gon, who he's fighting, is he is a heavyweight, obviously. But he's a very unique heavyweight because he most of his wins are like not really by knockout at all. A lot of them are actually like submissions and fighting on the ground, and he's able to go a bit longer into fights. So he's got great stamina, and he's very good on the ground and with submissions. And um, Francis Nagano is more of a guy who, like, he's gonna try and knock you out in the first or second round. He doesn't Especially really go. His flying kick. For who? I said just especially using his flying kick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's going to. Uh, he if if it goes into the further rounds, Gone is probably going to win. But Nagano is a guy who really never lets it go into later rounds, and that's yeah. why he's he's got a great record. Um, and you know who's really who I really like? Um, it's one of my favorite fighters, Israel. Uh, how do you? Israel Adesanya. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's yeah. 
he's he I, I like like he's a great he's so fun to watch. Yeah, I think personally, I think he's maybe the best fighter in the UFC. Um, it he it was Kamaru Usman this year. He was voted as the best male fighter because he had two title defenses. So, um, yeah, so Usman just had more fights this year. Mm-hmm. But Adesanya is just, like, he's such a rare breed, like, because he's very tall for his weight class, and he's got a great reach. Um, and, yeah, he just – he puts on a show all the time. Yeah, and, and like, you know, speaking of uh, Israel Adesanya and Francis Ngannou, they – a lot of fighters come from different places around the world, which is really cool. Like, uh, most like most of the main sports are centered in America, like the NBA and uh, yeah. the NFL. But like, UFC is a is a sport that like brings a lot of different cultures together, and like you can come from anywhere to fight. You know, like from yeah. Asia, from Africa, from South America, from North America. Like, like there are a bunch of different nationalities, which I think is really cool. Yeah, well, that's the other thing. Uh, like. That's how Dana White has really built such a successful business with the UFC because he's he's really just expanded it like everywhere. Yeah. Like, like you have UFC fights going on like in, in London and in Russia and like everywhere. Yeah. So exactly. everyone from all around the world can get involved in the UFC mm-hmm. and eventually get on the big stage, which a lot of the time they happen in like New York or Las Vegas, but yeah, like a lot of them get started out in their own countries, which is really convenient for them. Mm-hmm. So, and um, also, um, we have we have rumors about Conor McGregor possibly uh, fighting again this year. Oh, he does that every year. He retires yeah. for like a short period of time and then comes back. It's it's all just a money grab for him. Yeah. Well, yeah. Conor McGregor is the UFC's number one superstar. Like everyone, everyone that fights Conor McGregor makes a ton of money because the pay-per-view sales on his fights are insane. Like, so he's he might come back and uh, fight uh, Oliveira, for, who is the champion currently of the lightweight division. So, um, yeah, and and yeah. it's also just it's kind of. Do you think it's like unfair with Conor McGregor because? One of the things that they do a lot with him is, like, because, you know, like, with with your record, you end up becoming, like, the number one contender and number two contender. And when you get to the number one contender spot is usually when you have a chance to fight the champion for the belt. Mm-hmm. But do you think it's kind of unfair that the UFC, even though Conor McGregor is now down to, like, the fifth or sixth contender, they're still letting him... Uh, fight for the championship just because they know how much money they're they're gonna make off of that. Well, you know, the UFC is a growing sport. It's not as popular as other things. I feel like it's fair for them to ask. Like, it's not like a big ask for them to like. I don't really know how to put this, but some like a lot of sports um, do money grabs, and for the UFC, yeah. I feel like that's fair because as as they grow, they're trying to get more money more sponsorship so that's that's i feel like it's a fair thing and like even because of course people want to see conor mcgregor fight and of course he's going to generate a ton of money so i i definitely think that's okay yeah seth and max do you guys have any opinions on the ufc still letting him fight for the championship in that little spot well, no 
Well, I mean, I think it's it's a little bit strange, like how often players come at, come in and out of retirement, or I guess just Conor McGregor. Is that is that like a normal thing? Like only for Conor McGregor, he just oh. he does it for like popularity every like five months. It's 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 stupid. Yeah, that is dumb. I mean, yeah. I think like players players retiring and then coming back is extremely rare in most yeah. of the sports, and I guess extremely rare just everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Well, for me. For me, I I just I love Conor McGregor because I love like the show that he puts on always. And, like I think like, he's a pretty funny guy. But like, yeah, well, he's... it's just like the way that he talks in his press conferences and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like the way that he talks to to his opponents and but he is trash super, talk. He's super cocky too. Yeah, but he he's a really good fighter. Like he has what it takes to back yeah, that up. Like at this but point, at this point, I think for him it's kind of like. It's it's sort of interesting with his situation because like he's a guy who's over his career he's made like so much money that it's not like he's fighting because he needs more money so but it's kind of interesting because a lot of it has been like it it kind of looks like it's just for money because he talks a lot generates a ton of pay per view sales and then doesn't really do that well like that that's kind of what's happened in in his last few fights. So it's sort of interesting with his situation because, like, it feels like he's still fighting to be the champion because he he he's generated more than enough money over yeah. his career, but um, yeah, but he he just hasn't been doing that well recently. So it's it's, uh, it's kind of interesting with his situation. Yeah, but something about Conor McGregor that I don't really like is like, for example, back in twenty. 18, I think he posted, he posted, I don't know what that was. Sorry, I think that was just technical difficulties. But um, back in like 2018 or 2019, he posted a picture of himself on Instagram saying of him like smoking a joint. And it, and it was like, the caption was like, I'm better than the entire world. Um, I'm, I'm yeah. rich and I'm rolling around Miami in my Rolls Royce. And so that, that's pretty douchey of him. So like yeah, like I I like how he's yeah. confident. He's he's a big personality. He's just That's being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And something that I like about the UFC is that before fights they have huge standoffs and like and like Dana White yeah. has like moderating. It's so fun to watch because they just get in each other's face and like spit and yell at each other and it's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's really funny. Yeah, um, speaking yeah, of, speaking so... of Dana, we should talk about um Jake Paul and their feud and like. Yeah, in my opinion, Jake Paul is an idiot. Is a real boxer. Yeah, I agree. But I'm yeah. gonna let I'm gonna let Seth and Max go first here because I know you guys don't know a ton about the UFC, so you didn't really talk that much in during that topic. But you guys probably know a bit about this. So, do you have any opinions on this? Yeah, well, I saw um, I saw Jake Paul had made a post uh, recently. Um, I encourage. I think it was like to pay his players more, or like to, you know, yeah. do something charitable or something. And that would make Jake Paul retire from boxing completely. So I think, I guess, you know, in a way that's using his platform, you know, for good. But I think overall, he's not a real boxer. And um, I know that he's, he's fighting, you know, retired old guys who are, you know, slowed down. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that, I think back in the day with like Muhammad Ali and then Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield and those those great guys who were so fun. That's when boxing was at its prime. When people yeah. got cool knockouts and like, 
you still like everyone in the world knows who Muhammad Ali is because that's because he, he made boxing huge and he's like and he showed everyone that he's like a cool great guy to watch to to like support and now boxing is much of anything or like I can't name that many like I can name a couple oh, yeah. boxers and like it's not it's lost its popularity and it's lost that spark that once like like made it's so good. Yeah, like it, it's just at this point now, boxing is just a money grab for a bunch of YouTubers and TikTokers, and it's really like exactly combat. Combat sport has really now it's it's all in the UFC and MMA. Like yeah. it, it's not like with boxing that we saw we saw a few months ago, like when there there was like that TikTokers fight, and there were like fifteen different fights on the card and the main yeah, event was Bryce like Bryce Hall yeah. versus I can't even remember who it was. But... Oh my god. Yeah. And, and we saw like we saw like a bunch of a bunch of uh gamers from FaZe. Like it's just like nobody wants to watch that. Yeah. Like, th- that's just that's not a combat sport. And but like they're gonna sell a ton of pay per views because I think people like people would still watch that just because of how stupid it is. And people like, like to see what it looks like. Get beat up too. Yeah, yeah it, it's to see like what what is it gonna be like when guys like like that fight guys who aren't fighters. So it's all everything's in the MM in MMA now and in the UFC in particular. So yeah, because that that's where all the real fighting is now. Yeah, like, and there, there's no, I mean, like you have you have boxers like Ryan Garcia, who is and the, probably the best yeah. boxer right now. And the fear. so he's. He's really good, but still, like it's just the world's boxing is just but am, slowly coming to an end. And Tyson and Tommy Fury, but that's pretty much it. Yeah. And like as um just quickly for the last thing um before we go into our next topic, I think Big Paul's just a complete idiot and he's fighting like if if a thirty year old six foot guy who's pretty muscular for like an average person went out to fight a bunch of fifty year olds who are retired fighters, like of course he'd win because like yeah. you can't expect and he didn't even win against Floyd Mayweather like it was a it was a draw and there was a clear winner but like if 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 pretty much any 30-year-old 6-foot guy went out there and started punching 50-year-old retired people then like of course they'd win it's not it's not yeah. their judgment yeah. well, the the reason that I particularly don't like Jake Paul is because yes, he's fought like a, a bunch of just old retired guys, but like Ben Askren and Tyron Woodley, who are former UFC champions, who are like forty years old now and not in great shape. And but like he's trying to say to Dana White that like I've already beat two of your champions, so you you got to do all this for me and I'll come fight in the UFC. But like no, you haven't. Like those guys are retired from the UFC. You you didn't beat any of Dana White's champions. And so, like, it, it's just he's trying to say that he's beat his champions and he wants Dana White to do all this stuff. But, like, what he's asking Dana White to do would just be horrible for Dana White and for his for his business. Yeah. Right. So, like, he, he's saying he's trying to act tough by saying that he'll go to the UFC and retire from boxing and fight Jorge Masvidal. But he knows that he would lose to Masvidal. So, of course, he's going to make himself look tough by saying he would fight him, but he knows he's never actually going to fight him because mm-hmm. what he's asking Dana White to do is, it's just, it's never going to happen. Yeah. So, 
he makes himself look tough, says he'll fight Masvidal, but he's never actually going to do it because he he's telling Dana White to do a bunch of things to get him to fight Masvidal, which, like, there's no point. Yeah. There's no point for Dana White. Yeah. 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 Uh, he's, a, he's a good manager. Uh, I mean, yeah. He's, he's a good businessman. So, yeah, I think we're done with this topic. Uh, good discussion, yeah. guys. So now we're going to go into the Winter Classic review. For mm-hmm. Yeah, so those games are pretty interesting. Seth, take it away. Um, yeah, so um, we all unanimously agreed that the Blues would take down the Wild, and that did happen. Uh, the Blues yeah. won 6-4, but, you know, the game the game's end score was close, but, you know, at, at, at a time it was 6-1 Blues, and, like, it just it just felt like the Blues were going to win the whole way. You know, I was watching... Pretty dominant. Yeah, it was a pretty dominant game from the Blues. I mean, Cam Talbot was awful. He was he was downright bad. I mean, Bennington wasn't great, yeah. but it just seemed like there were a lot of fluky goals in the game. You know, like Rem Pitlick had that one where it went off the back of Bennington's shoulder. Kaprizov just threw it to the net and it went in off the Blues. It went in off David Perron. And so there were a bunch of fluky goals in that game. I think that may be attributed to the ice being, you know, not the greatest quality because it was – it's assembled fast, and it's not it's not in an actual hockey arena. So, uh, Nolan or Max, yes. or Mike, anything? Um, any thoughts on the game? I mean... Well, you go ahead, Max. Okay. Yeah, Max, I mean, you go ahead. You it was 6-1 Blues at one point, and the, the Wild almost came back, but they didn't. Blues got the win. Yeah. Yeah, like, that was kind of expected. I think we all, we all knew that the Wild had a few injuries to some of their players and the blues were healthy. So yeah, I think, um, I think maybe it was going to be a little bit closer than I expected. I, well, it was still a close game, but just in terms of like, I never, I didn't expect the blues to be up six to one at any point in the game, but yeah, overall our prediction was right. Yeah. The blues won. Yeah. I mean the wild or the, the wild have lost five in a row right now. So, I mean, yeah. the coaching staff, I mentioned in the last podcast, they all did get big extensions. So, uh, don't don't let it get to your head. You know, like, they've yeah. lost five in a row. The, the Wild are going to, you know, now they've dropped a third in the Central. I think that's because the Preds win. Yeah, the Preds win got them second in the Central. So, you know, in, in one night, they dropped from first to third. So, I mean, that does speak to how close the division is. And I think the, I think the, uh, the Wild will bounce back to finish second or first, but they're gonna they're gonna have to start getting some wins here. So yeah. Yeah. And then um, yeah, yeah, go on. Yeah, so we can also talk about um some of the some of the games that are going on right now or that have already happened here. Um we had a very high scoring game. The Penguins who were playing the Sharks and went up six nothing at the end of the first period. Um the Sharks almost came back and it ended up being six to five and then at the end, at the end, uh, the Penguins scored a few more goals and eventually ended up winning eight to five in this game. And um, Brian Rust with a big performance, he had a hat trick and two assists, so he had five points in total. And Evan Rodriguez on the Penguins also had a hat trick, so two hat tricks yeah. there. And on the Sharks side, the top performer was Timo Meyer, who had three assists, and mm-hmm. so three points in this game. And yeah, an eight to five finish, very high scoring game. Yeah, um, overall pretty, pretty good game, I think, because the Winter Classics are a big, are a big um, moment. Yeah. So uh, I, I like to see them with high scores. 
Um, well, no, this this was this, this wasn't was the game from today. Oh, this wasn't the Winter Classics. No, this this is I, a game I'm that I'm talking about today. the Blues, the Blues. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, this one was oh, the eight yeah. five Penguins. Yeah, no, that that's not what I'm talking about. But yeah, I, I, either way, both um, both great. Um, so yeah. I think we've covered everything here. We also just, well, quickly just, the Rangers shut out the Lightning today. Yeah, as well. so good. Let's Pretty go. surprising. We want the Lightning to lose because. <laughs> Atlantic Division fans. And I just want to mention one more thing quickly. I thought something, uh, a cool story that developed over the weekend, and it actually happened, you know, a while ago. I think it happened back in October, but a Seattle Kraken fan was sitting behind the Canuck bench, and um, she noticed uh, she noticed a mole on the, an unusual mole on the Vancouver Canucks assistant equipment manager's neck. Oh my gosh. And um, she was able to spot a cancer and it was removed and it saved his life. So I think that was very cool. Um, The Cups and Kraken actually have devoted $10,000 to um, her finishing medical school. So I think that was really great. And those, those moments are always, they're always great. That's pretty awesome. That's, that's heartwarming. And I like to see sports nowadays. You don't see much of that, you know, and I like to see that stuff, man. It's a good old melanoma catching. Um, yeah. Okay, so now the NBA foul rule changes. This topic. There are also some NBA games, or not some, but the Raptors and Knicks are actually on right now. Oh yeah. Um. So, what's the score? Score is seventeen to thirteen for the Raptors with five minutes left in the first. Yeah, quarter. you know the Raptors are actually above the Knicks in um in standings right now. Are they really? Yeah. Huh? It's wow. like nine to ten, I think. Yeah. Oh, we know it's no, they're not. Nope. No, nope. no, the, the Knicks are right about the Raptors, actually. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, okay, so, anyways, the NBA foul rule changes. Uh, this so last season, and especially some players like James Harden, Trey Young, Steph Curry, all the all the point guards, they, you know, they draw fouls, they draw a ton of fouls, and they each score like 10 points at the foul line, like ever or they used to every game. So this year, the NBA decided to make some new rule changes where they where they wouldn't if a player ran into someone to draw a foul, then they wouldn't call a foul, and it would be and it would be like uh, I think it would be uh, like a charge maybe. But um, so the the refs are being more like noticeable of that stuff, and like it's it's like so stars like Trey Young and Steph and Chris Paul and James Harden they're not getting as many points, and they're not getting as many yeah free throw shots, and they're not getting as many. Like, what do you guys think? To me, I think, like, the rule changes to me really haven't mattered at all. Because I, I, I feel like, I feel like in a way, like, we see, I feel like the difference is with guys like James Harden or Trey Young, like, the fouls that they were drawing in the past were just so obviously not fouls. So, yeah, like- I think now that they've they've told them to kind of let them play a little bit more has that's why like when you're when you're being defended and you get by somebody and then you like shoot and jump backwards into them like that that's something that should just obvious be obvious to the refs like that's not a foul they shouldn't need to put in a rule change for that but we all know how bad nba refs are yeah so so but like to me nothing's changed like Small market teams still get no free throws like every game. The, mm-hmm. Like the the difference, at, but like superstars like LeBron who are on big market teams get a ton of free throws every game, and they still uh yeah they 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 still get a lot of calls that 
other guys won't and that smaller market teams won't. So, That's yeah, and, and it's because they want – the NBA wants their big marketed players to get more points and have more big games. Mm-hmm. So that's just that's still the reality. The yep. rule change is to make it look like that's not the truth, but I think everyone knows that it is. There's maybe like some Laker fans or fans of big market teams that would be in denial of that, but it's just it, it's the truth. Like yeah, I think everyone knows the NBA is there to make a ton of money, and the way they do that is by marketing their big stars, and the way to do that is when they have big games. So that's what their strategy is. Yeah, uh, good point, Nolan. There, um, I, I agree, but also I, I'm going to disagree with you on one part where I don't know if it's really like it is. I think it is centered like the NBA rules are more centered towards big market teams. But like these rules have affect these also affected big market teams and big market players because like huge superstars, like especially James Harden, he has he's regressed a little since last season. And I think. In, especially in PPG, and I think that's partly because of the new rule change, and so well, he's not as fun I, to watch anymore, is he? I think, I think honestly, I don't even think it's because of the rule change that he's less fun to watch now. I think it's just the fact that he's on the same team as Kevin Durant, and he's not the first option anymore. So he's not, because he's on the Nets and he's playing with Kevin Durant, he doesn't have the opportunity to put up 40 points every night anymore. That's, so I think... That's fair. Like, so to me, I think the rule change really, like, hasn't, I think there's been, there's been a lot of talk about it, but, like, in reality, like, what would the numbers say if you look at the total amount of times that he hasn't had one of those calls? Like, it might happen once, once or twice a game, but, like, he's not the primary scorer, so he's not, he's not going to draw as many fouls, and he's not taking as many, uh, as many shot attempts now, so, like, in reality, we, we see, like, highlights and we see videos of him not getting calls on certain plays, but, like, that maybe happens once or twice a game because he's not getting to the rim anymore. So, in reality, like, the amount of missed calls that are happening to him are probably the same as when he was on the Rockets, but we just – he doesn't have the ball as much to draw more fouls that, like, his he, – he won't end up making up for it because he's not really going to get the opportunity. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to argue with that, Nolan. I think that was a great point. Um, speaking of the NBA, before we go into our, I think, our final topic, uh, DeMar DeRozan, MVP, maybe? Mm, maybe. Um, not yet. Not no. at this point. Yeah. I think he's I think he's 100% in the running. He's been, yeah. without him, the Bulls wouldn't, <laughs> like, they're the number one seed. In, yeah, in the that's East, they're, like, top five seeds in the entire NBA. He is so good. He's averaging t- around 25. Uh, he's, a, he's, he's dominant. He can shoot. He can score. He just hit two game winners in a row. Yeah. That's so they're, they're crazy. Overall the I don't league. think a player's like, that's, that's so, you never hear of that. And like, he's the first NBA player to ever do that. And you know how old he is? He's like, he's over 30. And he's, and I, everyone thought he was way out of his prime when he went to the Spurs and got traded for Kawhi. But he's back and he's, this is his prime right now. He's better than ever. He's, yeah. he's leading the Bulls to a playoff spot. He's he could like he could easily lead them to the semifinals. I think, I he's he's a huge value for them. Yeah, well, Demar Derozan, like at the end of the day, it's just what he's doing right now is great, and I think he's a player who, when he was on the Raptors, always obviously 
he he his loyalty was with the Raptors, and he he wanted to stay there and end up winning a championship there um, with the original guys like Larry. Um, but that's not what was best for the the Raptors organization. Or so they, or... yeah. So no. they go a different direction. Yeah. He gets traded to the Spurs, where like there there's not many great players around him. Um, so he wasn't really given a huge opportunity there. Yeah. But I think, uh, like he even talked about how he he learned a lot from his time there, from like uh, getting traded from the Raptors, and then eventually. Um, being with Greg Popovich as his coach. Um, he said he learned a lot from him as a coach. Mm. But now uh, DeRozan knows, like, he's getting on the older side of his career and, like, now is the time where he has to uh, win a championship. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And he knows that the Bulls are capable of doing it. So he's just going to go all in this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Great point, Max. I think the <laughs> I'm hearing a lot of I'm hearing a lot of feedback like, from your from your side from your end of the call. Oh, sorry. Are you? Got it. No, no, no. I'm talking to Max. I think you just gotta oh. quiet it quiet it down a little. Just make some arrangements there. Um, Green <laughs> Nolan, Greg Pop is a, Popovich is a great coach. He's a great mentor. And I have a question for you guys. Do you think Demar is better or Zach Levine is better? It's pretty close. Max. Demar. Demar um, right now. Yeah, right now, Demar. What do you think, Seth? <clears throat> Well, I mean, I think, you know, it, it, it's, it's sort of a small sample right now with Demar at this point. I think Levine's obviously done more for the Bulls franchise. Like, like, like in the, like, he's, he's been there for the past, what, three years? More? Yeah. Um, I think he's been there for maybe even more than that. Like, yeah, maybe he was four, on the Wolves, so yeah, yeah. But, I mean, he's younger, so I think he, he is the future. But I think right now, De- Demar is providing more value. Yeah. Well, like, I think... I think when DeMar um, came in, like, came in with the Bulls organization this offseason, I think, like, they – he kind of had his, his mind set on being the first option, mm-hmm. uh, like, the first scoring option for their team. But I think uh, we still have to give a ton of credit to Zach Levine, who's still um, averaging 26 points per game and stuff. Even now, like, even though now he's got DeMar DeRozan, which makes him the second option, Plus, he still has Vucevic, who's still a very good player. Yeah, they've and got Lonzo Ball, all around team. He's a good player. Like, yeah, so like there, there's been there's been three guys that have come in in the past year and a half that have taken a lot of shots away from Levine, but now Levine is just shooting higher percentages and hitting more shots, which is ma- making his scoring like just continue to to go up and continue to be as good as he has been. I think their entire team is helping each other out, and they're all just a good, yeah. they're a good fit for each other. They've got a great roster, a deep bench. I, I don't, to be honest, I see like I could see a reality where they go to the finals. Like, they, yeah, me too. There's the other, the really like, there are three three teams probably that are like that can challenge them in the East: the Nets, the Bucks, and well, like who else? Um, to me, like I think that. The Bulls and the Nets are they're they're obviously one and two in the standings, and I think they are the two best teams in the East. So I I, I feel like in the playoffs it's going to come down to them in the semifinals yeah. or the but, Heat. The Heat are good. Yeah, they they could be a little bit of an underdog there, but I think that the kind of like the difference, or not the difference, but like the actually the similarity with the Bulls and the Nets is that if they do meet in the playoffs. It's going to be interesting to watch because, like, 
the Nets are a team who play very good offense and horrible defense. Yeah. And the Bulls are the same way. Like the Bulls are a team who really are not that great defensively. You know, that's not like, actually oh, true. Like Lonzo well, Bean is a crappy he is. player, but he's been he's been good. Vooch is great in like you can't he's he's hard to get over in the paint. He he's not good defensively. Vucevic is not good defensively he's, in terms dude, of he's like, a rock and like No, he is, but but the thing is he gets like propelled into into screens a lot, which forces him to have to guard point guards more on the perimeter, which like centers just can't do that. So uh, they're overall, they, they have a pretty good system, but as individual defenders, like I don't think any of them really stand out as like great defenders. And it's the same with the Nets. Like Dur- or, uh, Durant is pretty good defensively, not, he- not elite, but he's pretty good. Harden is not very good, but like Blake Griffin is pretty good. Lamarcus Aldridge is pretty good. Kyrie can be decent. So they're just, but they're both teams that still like their yeah. teams are really not focused on defense. And it's a lot more just like looking at their primary scores exactly. and trying to get a lot of points through them. So I think, yeah, like if it goes down to those, to those two teams in the playoffs, it's really just going to come down to who's going to win the battle defensively like who's going to be able to stop the other team because yeah it would be two teams that are not great defensively but that are really good offensively so who's going to be able to slow down the other team's offense more is who's going to win yeah um exactly i think the games are going to be really high scoring they're probably going to go over 120 each time i bet um yeah yeah, I don't, I don't really see a clear winner. It's probably going to go to six or seven if they do end up meeting. But, like, the only three teams in the East that can challenge them pretty much are Heat, Bucks, Nets. And I think they've got a good chance of beating all of them. And, like, I, yeah. I think they could get to the finals maybe. Like, they're a great yeah. – they're the best in the East. Like, maybe they don't have the best roster because of the Nets, but they've all around they've got the best team, I think. Do you think they go yeah. to the finals if they make <clears throat> I no, the Warriors are really good. The Warriors, the Jazz, uh, the Nuggets, the Suns. Yeah, I don't. I, I yeah, well, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Let me just also point out something quickly about Demar Derozan, is that, um, his his three point shooting has been elite this season. Like, so if we go back to yeah. 2020, 2021, he shot twenty five point seven percent from three, and the year before that, not twenty nineteen twenty. He shot again twenty five point seven percent from three, and then the year before that, in twenty eighteen nineteen, he shot fifteen point six percent from three. But this year, he's gone up ten percent from last year, and he's shooting thirty seven point three percent. That's from great three. for like so, for someone his like for someone who has not been that good at shooting, especially threes in the past. That's great. Uh, yeah, like near forty percent. That's incredible for him. Yeah, he's a he's a great mid range shooter, and I'm glad that he's adapted to the three. Um, I think we've talked about this topic enough. We've been on this for like what, yeah. 20 minutes. So um, yeah. I'm going to let Seth and Max take the... Oh, wait. One more thing about basketball quickly. Just to, to speak quickly about uh, the Raptors and Knicks games. Um, I just wanted to point out that right now, um, OG, Pascal, Freddie, and Scotty are playing their first game all together in so long. Like Before this... Um, the those are obviously like the big four players of the Raptors, and before this, I'm pretty sure I saw a post that they only played 
a total of like 42 or 52 minutes together this whole season. Because mm-hmm. they've all been so the fact COVID that, protocols. Yeah, so the fact that they're all back together now, uh, that, that could move the Raptors back up in the standings. If they started out the season around um, fifth, sixth, or even seventh uh, in the standings. So with, with their their big four back now, they could maybe move up and push and get a get a few more wins now. Yeah, um, so you're right, and they've also um, they've been they've been uh, pretty crappy, but that was expected. But however, yeah. they you know each of their players, like they, I saw a stat which is pretty crazy. Van Vliet is the mo- he travels the most kilometers per game. He travels yeah, around four, like he really? runs up and down the court. Wow. He travels about four four km per game, and that like you just see the hustle because they've got to keep it up. You know, because they're yeah. not that good of a team. So if they want to have a chance at like even the playing game, they've got to just keep up. Keep yeah, hustling. it's just going to be. Yeah, it's going to be their their work ethic and like the amount of energy they bring to games and their their underdog mentality. That's how they're going to yeah. win. Okay, yeah. So yeah. I'm going to let yeah. Steph and Max go ahead because we've been talking about this for a while. The expanded MLB playoffs is this beneficial or NFW as we like to say? Okay, so I'll hand this over to Max. Um, I think Max, you should start talking about the expanded playoffs. So, yeah. So, right now, 10 teams make the playoffs. They want to make it 16, right? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I do like the playoffs with how they are now. But, I, because if they make it 16, that just makes it so teams don't have to work as hard to get into the playoffs. And because eight teams per division, that's over. So that's you know, over that's half. That's not true. There are, there are how many games? 160? Yeah, 162. 162. There are 162 Everyone games per there. season. Every, trust me, everyone, if you got to keep up, if you got to keep up the, uh, like a, above 500 win, like win percentage per 162 games, then yes, you got to work really hard. Yeah, but over, over half the league makes it. Uh, makes it to the playoffs if they change it. But that's true. But that that is how it is in most sports, Max. Like most sports, yeah. do, like ten, having ten teams make the playoffs, like that that is that's low. Well, they, yeah. yeah, in the NBA, um, it used to be eight, and now they incorpor- incorporated a play-in tournament. So like it it spans to the nine and tenth seeds. So like whoever wins those that's quick, a lot. yeah. So like whoever wins those quick games gets to like go in. Yeah. Well, for me. I, I just I, – I think that they should expand the playoffs, but I also just don't like their format right now. Yeah. Because I think, like, the way – for me, the part that I don't like is – well, first of all, I think – let me just say I think they need to expand the playoffs this year because this is – like, this isn't me being biased at Toronto. just using them as an example. But the Atlanta Braves, who are the World Series champions, had 88 wins this season and obviously won the World Series. The Toronto The Toronto Blue Jays – won 91 games and weren't even in the playoffs because that's just how good their division was and how much better the American League was than the National League this year. So to me, they need to have that expanded playoffs. Like to have the World Series champion have less regular season wins than uh, multiple teams in the American League who didn't even make the playoffs but had more wins, like that needs to change. But for me, that's only one problem because the other problem for me right now is the way that it works where it's like because there's obviously there there's obviously three divisions in each league, three in the American League, three in the National League. 
for me right now, to, it, it doesn't really make sense how it's the leader from each division who makes the playoffs and then just the two the two next teams in in the in those leagues that make the wild card game because like we saw San Francisco finish over the Dodgers which forced the Dodgers to play in the wild card game so but like the Dodgers were the second best team in the league like they had 106 wins um, and had to play in the wild card game but Milwaukee had 95 wins and Atlanta had 88 wins and they immediately just made the playoffs so like how how is it that the second best team in Major League Baseball is being forced to to play in one last game where like if they lose they're just out of it like to me to me that's not fair it sh- it should just be it shouldn't be the leaders from each division if you're gonna have it this way make it just the three best teams from each league and then the fourth and fifth play in the wild card game what? like there there's no reason for the Dodgers who are the second best team in the league and only one win away from first in the league. To, to have to play in one game of the season where if they lose, they're out of it and they they have to win that game to make the playoffs. But then what's the point of having divisions if and it's just, just the top teams in each Yeah, they, well, maybe there is no point in having divisions, you know? Like, technically, the MLB has two leagues, the AL and the NL. And yeah. What if they just switch to basketball's format where, you know, the top eight make the playoffs? And, like, you know, yeah. we say 10 teams make the playoffs, but really eight teams do, you know? Just four teams just play in, play a game 163 or one game, and anything can happen in one game in baseball. One game decides the entire 162-game schedule. Like, that's absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Like, yeah. we don't really consider the Yankees a playoff team, although they played they played one extra game than the Jays, and that technically makes them a playoff team. And, you know, that um, – yeah. it's like all that hard work putting all those games. Yeah, and I think that's – maybe there are too many games. Like, I, I just yeah. think 162 like, is a little – like, but it's been that way forever. But that's been that way forever. If you change, like, the okay, we we know, we know it. We know it. Obviously, didn't happen. But like, think about if you no, were the Dodgers. Have to stop you real quick, Max. Max, a lot of noise on your end. You got, you got to stop it, man. No, I just had to plug in my phone. No, 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 no. It's been going on for years, years. Uh, okay, Nolan, go ahead. Okay, uh, but yeah, like if, if you're the Dodgers and you work like insanely hard and finish with the second best record in the whole MLB, which is incredible. But then you're forced to play in one final game where anything could happen and you have to, you have to win to make the playoffs. Like th- that's just, that's, that's unfair to me. Mm-hmm. Like that, that shouldn't be how it works. Like it's rare, but like what if Max Scherzer has a bad game in that game? Like yeah. what if he has a very rare bad game or like he's just not prepared enough for it like it's just what if what if Mookie Betts or Trey Turner just have bad games where they go 0 for 4 0 for 5 like you you can't you can't ask the second best team it shouldn't be a possibility that the second best team in Major League Baseball ever has to play in one final game to make the playoffs where you have two other teams that are guaranteed in the playoffs who have worse records by more than by more than 10 losses so it's yeah. it just yeah because the thing about baseball is it's such a random sport you know and Mookie Betts you know let's say Mookie Betts goes three for five in the completely unimportant game 162 the Dodgers are already in there know that they know they're playing the wild card game and then so he goes three for five in that game and then he goes over five in the wild card game he still is three for ten in the span of two games which would make him a hall of famer but like since baseball is such a random game 
Like, it just isn't fair. It's not fair to have them play 162 good point. games good point. to good get point. knocked out. Yeah. And we saw that happen with the Patriots, right? Yeah. Uh, well, we saw that happen, like, a, on a smaller scale because they didn't they didn't end up making the wild card game. But uh, they did win 91 games, which is, they were 20 games over 500. Like, they're not mm-hmm. making the playoffs. That's tough. Yeah, yeah. Their division is really good. Yeah, best division in baseball for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Look. Yeah. And that's why maybe I think they should just abolish the divisions entirely or realign them. Big changes in big changes are hard to like. They are hard to institute, but at a certain point, like you know, the 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 players are going to get fed up with just maybe over. Maybe they can do something over like a matter of years, but it's not just something that they can. Well, yeah, they have to start. They have to start small here because right now it's like basically it's eight, and they're just going to double that. I don't think that's. I don't think that's realistic. Yeah, but it's also like it's difficult from a player's perspective. Like when you when you finish a season with ninety one wins, and not only do you see like this is from the Blue Jays' perspective, but like not only do you see that you finished with three more wins than the World Series champion, and but you weren't even given a chance in the playoffs. But like you also like they went six and zero against the Braves during the regular yeah. season, which. Maybe it means nothing. Maybe they would have done worse against them in the playoffs. But like, like to know that during the regular season in your matchups, you're a better team than the World Series champion because you went six and zero against them. Plus, you just finished the regular season with a better record, and then you didn't even get a chance to compete against them or be in the playoffs. Like that's just that that's it's unfair. It's <laughs> it's unfair to the players, in my opinion. And there is going to be that same problem this upcoming year. Like, who knows? Like, Boston's probably going to be good. The Yankees are probably going to be good. The Rays, like that. These teams are staying consistent, and just nothing's going to change. And you know, one team's going to be the odd odd team out again. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So they've got to do some changing to wrap that up. Um, Definitely. So before, well, it's also it's also just uh, quick. What do you guys think of like how there's apparently no like progression really yet in any of their talks for the new CBA and how some of the players are getting fed up with the owners and they're saying like, you can't argue against yourself. So mm-hmm. what, like, what do you guys think of that? And if, if they're not progressing at all, what do you think that means for the future of the league as of right now? Um, okay. I'll go first. Um, obviously not good. You know, it's not something you like to hear, you know, obviously baseball fans would just rather hear, they're in talks and we're, we're progressing, but the, the reality is talks are, are slow right now. And, um, you know, the goal is spring training. I think as we speak, I think they don't want to lose actual games, but I don't know, you know, does it extend through spring training? Like that, that to me is like bad. That's where, that's where things start to get dire. And I, I just, yeah. it really sucks. You know, it just it sucks that the game is just dead right now. And it's, 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 it's truly unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. It's, it's, it's unfair to the fans. Yeah. Like, at the end of the game, this game is only where it is because of the fans. So, and it's just but, it's stunting the growth of the game. Like, nothing's happening. And Yeah, well, that's, yeah. it's been like that for a while. But I feel like baseball's an out. Not necessarily baseball outdated, is, but, like, but it's they, an older sport. You know, like, it's more like you don't see, like, like we're like a, an exception of kids. Well, well it, it actually has been uh, it actually has been growing like the the viewership i think this year was very good like very impressive yeah no one what did you want to say um just quickly one of the reasons that it's possibly dying out also like it's starting to grow back again now but like for the past few years football and hockey or maybe not hockey but 
basketball, like they've definitely taken over baseball, and that's because they they, they don't market well. Like the MLB is the worst marketing like sports franchise in the world. Like they they didn't market their their best players like at all. So yeah. they, they weren't marketing well, and it's because have- of things like this. Like like right what now, what's going on? Like if you if you tell like an NBA or an NFL fan who knows nothing about the MLB that they should be an MLB fan or watch the MLB a bit more and you tell them about what's going on in the league right now, no one's going to want to watch that sport anymore. Like no one's going to, no one's going to like that sport. And like, this is just, this is awful for the game. It's awful for the market. And they, it's really just, it's unfortunate because like they're, it's two, it's two sides that in my opinion are both very greedy, but, and have no regard for the fact that both sides are only, where they're at because of the fans, but they, they have no care in the world for the fans. And all they're just talking about is getting paid earlier that one side wants to make more money this way or that way, but like not focus at all on what the fans that's, think about this or how they feel about, about this. That's the reality of most negotiations though. Like you're not thinking about, you know, the, sometimes you don't, you lose sight of the people who made you and got you there. You know, I think that like, it's tough because the MLB players aren't going to just one day wake up and think, oh, yeah, the fans made us. So now we're going to give up on fighting for what we want. And we're just going to be like, yeah, OK, we'll, we'll sit around and, and let's just play. Like, obviously, in the fans mind, it's that's I, the ideal situation, but it, it's just not going to happen. So, yeah. Well, no, but like, obviously, obviously, but I think it's it's also just like for the for the marketing of the game, like they want to they want to grow the game of baseball right now. But like I said before, like if you're trying to get new fans into the game every year, how do you think this is going to help that situation? Well, I mean, like, how, how is this going to make anybody want to start watching this sport more, or be be a fan of this sport more? Well, if when they hear about what's going on within the MLB right now, like it, it, in fact, they're probably going to lose viewership because there's probably a lot of baseball fans who are just so done with it at this point. Like they just they don't. They don't want to deal with this anymore. Like they'll watch games and stuff, but like they won't, they won't pay anything to the MLB or go to games. Like because they just are starting to lose hope for the game, and they're starting to just not care about it at all anymore because of what's happened. Well, I mean, I think they actually have done a pretty impressive job of marketing the young stars. Like I actually do think Vlad Jr., Otani, Tati. So I think they are be, are being marketed well. Acuna. I think. Yeah. Well, I think so I can, we can give them props for that. We can. But, but Mike Trout, Mike Trout, that was that, that they failed. Like they, Mike Trout, like I, don't, I haven't heard anything about. I know. I mean, like he's he's so good. He's one of the best baseball players of all time, and it just hasn't been enough. Like he just his career hasn't been talked about enough by people outside yeah. of the MLB community. It, like, but that's the difference between the major leagues. Like everybody, everybody knows who LeBron James is, right? Like everyone knows who Tom Brady is, but who's Tom Brady? Nobody, <laughs> but like nobody knows who, or not nobody, but like a lot of outsider fans who know nothing about baseball wouldn't even know Mike Trout. Mm-hmm. Like, people would know nothing about football but still know Tom Brady. Yeah, that's fair. But, like, no one on the outside would would know who Mike Trout is. Like, only baseball fans know who Mike Trout is. Definitely, so. definitely a fair point. Um, on the topic of football, uh, are the scores. So, are the updated scores, the, the Bucks. No, the Buccaneers won. The Buccaneers came. Oh, they did. Beat the Jets twenty-eight twenty-four. The Rams came back, beat the Ravens twenty nineteen. Yeah, close game. 
so Patriots oh. won fifty to ten. Yeah. That's Dolphins crazy. lost I don't know on how. their win streak. Chiefs lost yeah. on their win streak. Yeah, the um, Bengals beat the okay. Chiefs. And I'm mad yeah. about that because that almost ruins the Steelers' playoff chances. Yeah, well, um, also Washington lost to the Eagles, which was an upset. And um, yeah. the Colts lost that, to the Raiders. Washington wasn't an upset when they lost. I'm surprised the Colts lost to the Raiders, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, okay, so quickly, just an update on NHL scores. Um, the final today in the Rangers-Lightning game was obviously 4 nothing. Mm-hmm. Oh, whoa. Developing story here. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just cut Antonio Brown. Yeah. Oh, so that's, that's what I'm happened. saying. And, you know, we, were, we were just checking out the clip. You guys should go check that out. Yeah. I mean, we can't show you on here because, you know, it's a podcast. But basically, he rips his jersey off. He rips his shirt off and shows, like... And like he's 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 half naked. He's throwing his stuff into the crowd, and he's just yeah. like storming yeah. off the field. It's pretty crazy. So, okay. so can I just ask one final question? Is that it for his career? Can, can, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. That's yeah. It. How do you it definitely is. Like after all the controversy, oh, who's gonna sign him? Yeah, wait, wait, did he no one signed him. Like, like, but I don't know how he hasn't learned yet. Like, how is he still doing stuff like that? And he's old, like no one wants him. Yeah, I think this is enough. Yeah. This is this is the last straw. Maybe. He's still yeah. good, but no one would want him. Yeah. 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 Um okay, so just quickly back to the point. Uh so NHL games, like we said before, the Rangers shut out the lightning for nothing as today's final score. The Penguins won eight five against the Sharks. Uh the Bruins beat the Red Wings five to one today. The Devils are currently up three to one on the Capitals. In the second period, with just under 10 minutes to go, the Anaheim Ducks are currently beating the Colorado Avalanche 2-1 to one with eight minutes to go in the second period. And the Jets and Golden Knights are still tied at zero with halfway through the first period. And Oof. the Flames play the Blackhawks today at uh, 7 p.m. And in the NBA, the Raptors are up 45-28 to 28 against the New York Knicks. Surprising. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think we can, I think that's about it. Yeah, it's a good Yeah, so, uh, we really hope you, um, enjoyed this episode. It was fun to make. Uh, this was the fourth one. We hope you tune in for our next one and just leave us a review, leave us a rating. We want to know what you think. Um, tell, also tell us what topics you want us to discuss because we, yeah, we, we like to tailor to your wants and needs. So yeah, uh, thanks everybody for tuning in and peace uh, out. Yeah. 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 Bye. Bye.